I'm, I'm taking over from Dan in more than one aspect. Um, first, uh, we kind of uh, shared up uh, the terminology. So I got uh, the trendy material and digital, which normally then um, also uh, sports, especially the digital side where we have shared um, a lot over the last year. And um, I'm also have been helped a lot by teaching uh, my codicology and history of the book because um, I was more or less thrown into organizing the history of the book and paleography classes for all of medieval and modern languages, which um, then raises the question also how to do it uh, across uh, the languages. And um, so what I'm going to offer you is very much a hands-on exploration of what teaching the codex can mean, and particularly how to make the material and the digital uh, meet. Um, I want to speak on three ways in which taking over these uh, classes made me conceptualize the meeting of material and digital. First, the outline of the course as project-based teaching. Second, uh, then the Reformation 2017 website as example of collaboration with the libraries. And third, the initiative of uh, ring-fencing source criticism in the digital age, which uh, links back to the teaching the codex uh, meeting today. So um, this is the outline of uh, the course work I did um, come up uh, within one day or actually three hours. Um, I had before the meeting with the graduate students uh, of medieval and modern languages and with the help of lots of the colleagues, especially in the libraries and in the projects. And that has been for me one of the greatest joys of really working in Oxford to have this rich resource to draw on. Uh, the Bodleian uh, mentioned um, several times and my arrival coincided with the opening of the Western Library and the teaching possibilities there, but also uh, the college libraries and for medieval and modern languages, the rich resource of the Tellorian Institute, which is um, really the starting point and something that many of the uh, students don't realize is there in its uh, richness, richness. So I started with a show and tell session. I uh, took over the uh, stroke your book approach as well from um, then where we ordered up uh, from the teaching collection um, a number of books across the disciplines. And uh, the wonderful thing about the Tellorian is that it was really meant as a teaching collection from right from the start. So you have all the resources bought by Max Friedrich Müller in the 19th uh, century, um, mostly duplicates from Heidelberg uh, University Library. So all the grubby ones uh, they wanted to get rid of and which are now the more interesting ones because it allows you to explore marginalia, to explore how uh, books were used, cell lesen, uh, read to pieces and um, rebound and so on. And um, the second session was just by um, coincidence of the date, uh, a digital session, because uh, the At Fontes project 
in Zurich had called for collaborators to crack uh, the Capelli under the hashtag Hakapelli. So um, all of the students uh, went into the old library in St. Edmund Hall because it has the best Wi-Fi reception of the uh, college, but also because it might made a nice envy-raising backdrop uh, when Skyping to Zurich. And um, <laughs> uh, so we um, all went on and uh, did it in teams of uh, three. So every group appointed a scribe, uh, a dictator, and an editor to um, hack uh, the abbreviations into um, the computer. And by the end of the day, all 25,000 abbreviations had been cracked and checked by a team in another um, group. So uh, we checked some of the Zurich uh, examples, and uh, Zurich checked all our uh, transcription, and it's now fully um, uh, online. So uh, for most of the students, it was their first um, uh, encounter with paleography and rather plunging them in on the deep end, but I, I'm sure they won't forget uh, the Capelli from uh, now on. Uh, the session three then went to uh, the Western and paleography as uh, meeting with a codex, but before uh, we introduced them to um, codices, actually um, Irene did it for us, uh, we started with a um, cutting exercise, um, not near the codices, but um, <laughs> on a separate <laughs> table. Um, the feathers are from geese near Oxford, uh, provided by Cyril Edwards' uh, sister on a f from a farm there. Um, and, uh, we didn't do a full uh, copying down, uh, just enough to appreciate similar things that uh, were shown this morning in the Byzantine uh, case, that you really can only read the script if you know how to write it. So it's a bit of, my, my sister's a primary school teacher and she teaches uh, learning uh, to read via writing. And in a way it's a similar approach that is helpful for paleography. Once you've written an A, you'll recognize its uh, structure in the uh, codex. Uh, since um, we had to cater for both sides uh, of the paleography and a history of the book, I tried to make these um, things interlink by drawing on projects that work both with um, codicology and uh, with manuscripts and with printed books. Uh, so we had uh, Christina Dondi's project on 15th century book trade and just called up all copies in the Taylorian that were part of uh, the database of this project and had the students um, follow their uh, crisscrossing journey across Europe until it came to uh, the Tolorian, so kind of back uh, tracking from the copies they had in front of them and trying to trace uh, through, uh, through library stamps, through marginalia, um, through uh, new bindings, uh, the prehistory. And um, this followed neatly on then with a hands-on 
printing exercise, something I also copied from uh, English. Um, they have been doing it for uh, years. But um, in uh, this case, we embarked on a special project which links to my second uh, point on how to do project-based teaching, in this case using the upcoming uh, 500th anniversary of the publication of the 95 Thesis by Martin Luther, which we want to mark with an exhibition in the Taylor Institution of Reformation pamphlets. So um, preparing for that, um, uh, the students all picked uh, their favorite thesis um, and uh, said it, and uh, encountering all the problems of justifying um, lines with uh, uh, letters. And oh, Dan, can you just pick up what? Um, So uh, yesterday we made it to uh, thesis 40. Um, it's uh, a continuing work in progress. If any of you are interested in helping, there are still um, yeah, uh, 55 to go <laughs> until uh, <laughs> 2017. And uh, it tells you a lot about uh, printing um, errors and so on. So this... Uh, brings me to uh, the second point of uh, project-based teaching, how to integrate material and digital online, because we used, again, Dan's experience with DIY digitization to encourage students to put items from the collection online, uh, here with a focus on um, Reformation-connected um, items. And... Um, these have now made it uh, onto one of the blogs of the Bodleian Library, so the Tellurian um, Taylor Reformation blog, where you can see the work in progress of um, transcribing and coding um, digital photography, uh, see how stu different students have diff taken different approaches in doing that, and um, it was wonderful to have the support there of the German subject librarian, Emma Huber, uh, who had worked with Ebo, um, so early English books online before that, and um, also um, uh, Jennifer Bunzelmeier, who is a um, DPhil student now working on lexicography, but had worked before that on um, uh, digital support for... Uh, the edition of the letters of Andreas Karlstadt. So we've been using uh, this encoding practice. And um, it's uh, really great to see how the students have taken off from there, doing their own group work and project uh, work. And I've, I've only really um, started the process. And uh, they have taken their own... Um, than interests, so some uh, focusing more on the uh, text-image relationship, some more on uh, transcribing marginalia, um, some like uh, Charlotte Hartmann um, blogging um, on that. So this is um, a slide I've uh, nicked from the Hans Sachs in Oxford blog that uh, one of our master students is now running, where she is comparing um, a copy from the Taylor Institution and one from the Bodleian Library, both of uh, which she has 
digitized um, herself. Coming to the last uh, point, which um, is also connected with today, is how to uh, take beyond the classroom the uh, teaching um, aspect. Uh, and here uh, comes, um, coincided really, two great minds or many great minds think alike, uh, this project of having a day on teaching um, the Codex and an initiative uh, started by Eva Schlothäuber, who is here. Could you just wave, please? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, a medieval historian from uh, Düsseldorf, uh, who started a call to action to ring fence uh, teaching initiatives in uh, an age of uh, uh, digitization. So that really both sides have to ha uh, go hand in hand. You can't just uh, put an, uh, ever more things online without providing the means of understanding what's uh, there. Uh, so uh, Mary Boyle very kindly agreed to translate uh, this first call to action by um, Eva into English and uh, put it on the blog for today. So my call to action uh, for all of you would be, uh, please, uh, there are more responses to that um, um, asked for. If you could go on to this blog or the Hazardskult um, blog, which also accepts, as you can see on the right-hand side, uh, English language or Italian or Czech or, uh, uh, submissions, and um, put in your input, especially after today, of why teaching, codicology, paleography, and uh, really the critical engagement with um, the sources of our knowledge about the medieval age and uh, classical age are important. Thank you.